ASU has fallen off their throne at the hands of Utah. We talked with the youth expert yesterday, but now we have to hear the side of the Sun Devils. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Pac-12. You are Locked on Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Pac-12 Podcast your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm your host, Cindy Robinson, former Pac-12 student-athlete, Washington State to be, you know, exact. Um, and then I am joined by Connor Drios from Locked On Sun Devils. Connor, you know, I already know this is going to be a rough one for you today. Uh, Richie had the luck last season, uh, last week where, you know, it was easy breezy for you guys. You're going on, what, being one of the two teams undefeated in the Pac-12 conference and now Utah has taken that away from you guys, and they are the lone team that is undefeated against Pac-12 opponents. First, you have to tell me, how did you feel on Saturday? Right, Saturday, yes. <laughs> it was a Saturday game this week. Well, first of all, I, I know Richie and I alternate our, our weeks, right? So next week, Richie will be on the podcast. I've had to do, I think, both of our losses, and not that I anticipate we have any more. But Richie has to do the next loss. I, okay. I, he gets the, he gets all the sunshine and rainbows coming out of the podcast. I have to talk about how bad we are and or did this last week. Uh, but Saturday was rough. You and I talked a little bit before the podcast. Um, I, I might have jinxed us a little bit. I'm not saying that's why the reason we lost. Uh, Herm Edwards certainly didn't talk about it in his presser, so I'm not on the hook for it. But we were up. It was like 21 to 7 at half. And I had like, I was telling him I was so much more, more worried about Stanford, not Utah. I thought it was going to be a tough game. I just wasn't as concerned about that game. And sure enough, in the second half, everything, everything just fell apart. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I've ever seen, not even just an ASU game. I don't know if I've seen a sporting event where the collapse was just that bad. Yeah. And I had to just sit there and watch the entire thing. And it was just so disheartening. So I disheartening. Say, like I, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say, it just, I will, it's usually the teams you least expect. I wouldn't say that. ASU's been doing it for years, but the fact that they've been better and they were sitting on that throne that you mentioned earlier, that that hurts a little bit more. We're sitting up higher and now we're falling. So that just, that hurt. And now not being the only undefeated team left in the Pac-12 South, there's not that much time. It, it was a huge win over UCLA, right? To get that tiebreaker, giving right. one to Utah. That just, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, with Utah being that one team standing um, alone, it does give them a little advantage over you guys. And if you were to win out and Utah were to win out, I think the Pac-12 South title would go to them, right? Correct. It's not overall standings. It's just what your your conference record is. Okay. Um, so right now, Utah is 3-0, but we're 3-1. UCLA, okay. I think, is also 3-1, if I remember correctly, but we have that tiebreaker. And it, as far as the South goes, it's kind of just them because USC, I think, has three losses now. Yeah. Uh, and then Colorado and Arizona also participate in some football games every so often. Uh, so for the most part, it, it's UCLA, uh, Utah, as well as us. And now there's just 
this potential triangle of like people giving this tiebreaker to one another. Mm. Not that I think all three teams will have that same record at the end of the season, but we've only got five games left. Like yeah. you, you just can't afford if you're to lose any game, if you've already beaten UCLA. If you would have just beaten Utah, if you would have just yeah. beaten them, that would have been so huge because even if you lost to like, I don't know, in Oregon state and how good their offense was throughout the rest of the year, or potentially USC, if they get some players back healthy, you just, you don't know. But now that you're, you're dealing with the other teams that are as good and or better than you, and you're giving them that tiebreaker, that's just so huge. So yeah. Well, Utah has a tough matchup this weekend against Oregon state. So there's a chance for that, you know, balance to restore itself in a sense, you guys might all have the three and one record after this weekend if they were are if they win this one, I will say this. Brian has mentioned that he feels like Utah's not going to win out the rest of the season. Like he just doesn't see that happening. But I do think that's more of a defense mechanism to like, you know, not jinx yourself. And I don't know. If they can get past Oregon State, it might be, oh no, they have rough. It's Oregon. They have some tough opponents still on their on their schedule. So it could yep. fare out for you guys in the sense of like, you know, you may be able to get back on top, but who knows? I totally agree. And I don't want to bash a, a USC alumnus, but I, I'm not like we have them still on our schedule. And before the season started, I was very scared about playing them. Uh, but now who knows, especially with kind of uh, their whole head coaching situation. Now they got multiple quarterbacks injured. We don't play them, I, I think, until it, it's definitely in November. So we've got a little yeah. bit of time before we do. Yeah. Uh, but if they're still hurt, I feel pretty good about that game. Yeah. But yeah. good for Brian to say they're not going to win out because unless your name's Alabama and that's not even true this year. Most teams don't, right? You're dealing with right. college kids. They've, they've got a lot on their plate, like football. Like it, it just, it happens. Any given Saturday in college's case. So who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I look at the rest of our schedule and I'm I'm not that intimidated. But if you okay. can blow a 28-point lead, score no points in the second half, and your strong ASU defense, which normally buckles down after the first half, just completely collapses – I don't know what's up and what's down anymore. So Okay, well, we're going to dive into uh, more of that recap coming up soon. Uh, we I do want to get more into detail about what happened, what went wrong, and what ASU needs to work on ahead of their next matchup. But for those of you that are college football fanatics, Price Picks is for you. It is a daily fantasy made easy. Price Picks is the leader in college football fantasy. Um Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of the users that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. You pick two to five players and over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries, which is probably the coolest thing ever. You can take the over on LeBron and the under on Mahomes in the same entry. So if you are into multiple sports, this is for you. Uh, use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's literally that easy. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com and use promo code Locked On, or go to your app store and download the app today. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. Now, for those of you that like to make money, I'm sure you like to save money as well. And so I'm going to put you on game with RockAuto.com. Um, they are a reliable 
um, company that has been helping do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They're a family auto business, and they basically provide auto parts for you for low prices and less amount of time as far as getting your uh, getting your parts. So you can head to rockauto.com, check out the auto parts that they have for you. Literally, they have everything from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Like literally anything you can need for your car, they will have it. You can go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. And the best part about it is you don't have to be someone that knows a lot about auto um, parts or any of that. Like it's a perfect place for the everyday person who just may need a cheaper alternative to get auto parts and things done for their car. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And a quick shout out to you for making Locked On Pac-12 Podcast your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all streaming platforms. So definitely continue to check us out and make sure we are your first listen of the day. Okay, Connor. So we talked about how, you know, right now the standings will probably be affected, um, at least in the near future. But let's talk about that game in particular. Um, Brian and I broke down from the Utah side of things, everything that went wrong. And he kind of mentioned about things that, you know, ASU went wrong. One of the things he did say was that ASU looked very undisciplined. And I think that, what was it, 13 penalties for 115 yards? Yeah, let's talk about that right there. Wait, wait, wait. I still have to talk about this. This is a fresh wound. Yeah, I, I I'm, don't, I'm sorry. You got to give me until at least like 2022. I can't do this again. You got to relive the pain so you can get past it, you know, and, and prosper. <laughs> Well, it, it's not even that game. When you talk about penalties, reliving that pain feels like a weekly thing. They were a little bit better the previous few games, but to start off the first like three games of the year, they were, I think, the, either the most or second most penalized team in all of college football. Mm. All of college football. Like, I, I, that doesn't happen accidentally, right? Yeah, no. So I, I guess in one sense, if you have a, a young team who's now coming in, they're starting, like you have a bunch of freshmen or maybe like, I don't know, redshirt sophomores or something. They didn't have to play in front of an audience last season. But that's not the case for ASU. They have so many veteran players in this defense, so many seniors that are returning. I just don't get how it happens. You're not going to go a, a game without a penalty. It just That's not right. what we're looking for. Right. But how you have 13 penalties, and I want to say nine of those were on the offense as well. It, mm. You can't blame the, the second half on just the offense or the defense. But, I mean, they were just shooting themselves in the foot consistently. So – What's a little bit frustrating is you hear Herm and staff kind of talk about the penalties afterwards, and it's like, well, they're just undisciplined. Well, okay, who's getting in their ear and talking to them about it? Like, for the most part, it's it's got to be fixable. Yeah. Unless it is a, a cornerback who is getting beaten coverage, and instead of giving up the, the touchdown, they decide to get P.I. Okay, mm, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe every so often you're tackled, they, they start to get beat by the defensive lineman. Instead of, like, letting Jaden get hit, they just – they, they hold him as well. Something like that. Those penalties happen, but that's not what's happening here. It, it is just a, a total lack of discipline. Um, there's been several times where there's been drives where it's like multiple offsides in one single drive. Mm, like you guys okay. know the snap count. I, I don't yeah. understand how you do that. So it, it's been incredibly frustrating as a fan. I, I, I know I know the coaching staff's not sitting on their hands just saying, well, it, it'll probably get better or we hope it'll get better. They know they can't win football games. So they continue to do that. 
We yeah. may not have another UCLA on the schedule or maybe another Utah, but USC might not be the pushover that they think they are today. Yeah. Just because their overall standing is, or, or the records say what they are, that doesn't mean they're not going to get healthier and they're going to be a much tougher opponent. Yeah. Oregon State, we've talked about the last couple weeks, uh, is going to be super good on their offense. And if our defense plays like they did the second half against Utah, I don't feel good about that game either. So the, the penalties are incredibly frustrating. It's something they absolutely have to clean up. Um, at least just if the penalties happen, we have to understand why it's happening or at least what can we do to fix it? Because we're just yeah. not seeing those adjustments at all. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, penalties were one issue, but the whole second half going 28 and oh, 28 unanswered points. How do you, for one, go without scoring for two halves? I mean, two quarters, I'm sorry, two quarters straight for a whole half. And then can't stop the opponent at all. That's, you know, that that's a lot. Uh, to take in and then I the, I think the other thing that I want to point out is that I don't know if Utah is the best team that ASU has faced so far and so to see that they kind of buckled against them what would you feel like is that like what was that I'll at least say I'll always give credit where credit to do if we just got our butts kicked we're gonna come out and say that on the podcast I'll, yeah. I'll put that out on, on social media like we're not gonna hide that yeah I, I don't think Utah's the better team. I'm curious if we ask Brian uh, what he thinks as well. Like, right. we played so good in the first half, and it's not that that stuff just doesn't happen, but 28 unanswered points. Utah's got a good defense, so we can't take that away from them. Uh, they've got – I'm trying to remember their their linebacker's name. Uh, Devin, Devin Lloyd. Lloyd. Yep, Devin oh, Lloyd. my gosh. <laughs> I, I put out on Twitter, I said, if, if they could just bench Devin Lloyd and we could take any of our defensive starters away, like, we'll just make it even. That guy's yeah. not fair. Yeah, that guy's an yeah. animal. So two sacks, right? From what I believe, two sacks in the game, and he had one to. Yeah, he had one to end it. Which not that that was going to be like the drive where we just got things going, but it was just a statement on how well their defense played in the second half. So yeah, we we can't attribute it to just one side, right? I, I said earlier that even though the offense had like nine of the thirteen penalties, it's not just all on Jaden or the receivers or, or anybody else. It's the team as a whole, yeah. uh, all the way up to the coaching staff as well. They had multiple drops throughout the game. A lot of them were untimely. Uh, Utah came out in the second half, and they scored, I think, on like maybe seven plays. It was very efficient, and they got a touchdown very fast, and all of a sudden they're only down seven. And then we had a three and out on our first drive. But what I wanted to emphasize about that is we had a tight end uh, who we have a freshman, uh, so it wasn't Curtis Hodges, but uh, we had a drop on like third and three or something that stalled that drive. You just, okay. It was so many moments like that that just started to build up, and nobody made an adjustment after that. So even though we didn't score on like that first drive out it, back in the second half, okay, well, what can we do to fix that the next time? Uh, yeah. They got away from the run game, which we know was, ASU's Yeah, Yeah, that's, they that's had, what stood out to me for sure. Seeing that Rashad White only had 56 yards, um, Trip Chanum only 46 yards. Like that's not – it doesn't – it's not how we've seen them play in the last few weeks, and that's where we've seen them actually succeed when the run game succeeds. It, it's just that's absolutely who they are. As a fan, I want to see it be a little bit more balanced because if you're in a situation like they just were, they fell behind and they weren't able to come back because they don't have right. all these great weapons that they can throw to. Um, but Herm Edwards always likes to quote this since he's been with ASU. They are 11 and one when they have 200 or more rushing yards on the ground and they mm -hmm. failed to hit that this week. And I, I want to say they probably go into a game and that is that is their goal, right? If they can have that many rushing yards, generally you're playing with a positive game script, so you don't have to pass the ball. 
It means you're controlling the clock and you're also keeping the ball out of the, the opponent's hands. So they, I think, had 17 rushing yards in the second half. 17. They didn't do terrible on the ground. They just got yeah. away from it. Yeah. Uh, and, and so once the drive stalled, you, you started to have less rushing attempts. Uh, I want to say they had like maybe 100, 100 or less uh, total yards in the second half altogether. So I, I don't want to, again, blame it on like just the run game or Jaden, but a bunch of moving parts that absolutely stalled the offense. As far as the defense goes, absolutely soft the second half. Mm. They, they just they couldn't get a stop. They couldn't get off the field. Um, ASU does lead the Pac-12 in turnovers since the start of 2019. And, and I feel like when I'm watching the game, like they just there's no way they can have two, three, four turnovers every single game. And they just seem to make it happen. Uh, the last two weeks we've had we faced two teams that didn't have any interceptions, or at least the quarterbacks didn't have the interceptions uh, coming into the game because Charlie Brewer had several. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Cameron Rising did not come into that game, and we picked them off twice. So your defense is giving your offense more opportunities. So it's not like you have to just rely on that. But yeah. they weren't getting any more turnovers, and they were just they were on the field for far too long. Yeah, and you know the funny thing too is. I like, mean, not not funny. Like not funny. Okay. Ironically funny. Well, no, I'm just saying. Like you mentioned that about um, you know picking off Cameron Rising, and that is a strong suit of the defense from ASU because that game against Stanford, he had no picks going into that game, and he got picked off three, three. times. Yep. Two, but three times on on paper. Um, either way, though, it is it is very clear indication that we may need to see some improvements happen or just a fine tune up in practice over this uh, bye week. But uh, we're going to talk more about what's to come for ASU and like what they can look forward to for the rest of the season. Um, going to let our fans know about a great product called Sweat Block. For those of you that may have some issues with sweating or, you know, because um, it's not hot anymore, right? So if you get like anxious and nervous and then you start to sweat, then this is a product for you, okay? Sometimes deodorant just doesn't do it for you. And so you need to try some other things. Um, sweat block wipes are a great product to use. Um, they don't really interfere with your everyday routine or anything. It kind of just can easily put it in. Basically, you use the wipes at night. Uh, go to sleep and then wake up in the morning, wash your underarms as usual, use deodorant still and go about your day. And you should see a change um, where you're not sweating excessively or uh, more than you you know normally, I mean, more than a normal person should in a sense. Um, for a few weeks now, we have been talking about sweat block wipes and letting you know about them. I've told you that I've had success using them, but we also had some like testimonies from random people. Um, and so one is a success story from a soccer player. He heard us talking about sweat block and thought it was too good to be true, but he has always been the wettest guy after practicing games, like literally soaking wet, which I can attest to as a former athlete. Like it gets like that. You know what I mean? You're putting in work and you're going to sweat a lot, but sometimes it can be a bit much. So he uh, thought he'd give sweat block a try. He tried it on his armpits in the next practice they were dry and everything else was still wet, but you know, he definitely saw an improvement where he used the sweat block wipes. So if that doesn't make you a believer and make you at least want to try, then there's a bunch of reviews on Amazon that you can go check it out for yourself. Um, so stop excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Definitely go try sweat block at sweatblock.com. You can get 20% off with the promo code locked on. And then you can also check it out at Amazon and CVS.
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Connor. So the bye week is coming at a perfect time for ASU. They have this little break, you know, to recuperate after this loss. And I've actually noticed there's a few teams who have had to uh, get the, they, their bye week came at a perfect time for them. Utah's bye week came right after the unfortunate um, shooting of their teammate. And then um, Oregon State's bye week came right after their loss to Washington State. So I think that hopefully it'll be a time for ASU to, you know, do what they need to do, re- recuperate, rest, and then bounce back next game. Except I don't hope they win the next game because the next game is against me. <laughs> How dare team. you? We are hurting right now. You basically Look, told me, like, hey, I hope you guys lose two times in a row. I mean, sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry. Well, if, I, if when it comes to my Cougars, when it comes to my Cougars, I, I can't let up. I'm just sorry. We're on a good roll right now. I got to keep it going. We're, we're, you if know, that's the case, the- you're talking to you're talking to Richie on that podcast for sure. There you go. Right. We, we already told the world that, oh, no, you and I decided off air, I think, that Richie has to come on the next episode. That is a loss, whether it's his week or not. I'll come talk next week during the bye week and say how well the weekend was. Like, hey, okay. we didn't lose any games at all. So that'll well, be a next, good week. Next week will be a preview into the game. So if you want to, you know, double up, we'll we'll love to have you. But um, for you, what are you hoping that ASU takes out of this bye week and, you know, getting prepared for Washington State? A lot of the takeaways from their losses, it's it's kind of the same thing. The, the, the ugly, like, thing that keeps popping up is the penalties. And I'm just – I'm not sure it's going to get fixed this year. I don't know if that's just a, a Herm Edwards problem or maybe it's some of their players, but that's it's it's just there and it is what it is. And to me, they're just not they're not going to go very far because of it. So ideally, they can just like dial it down a little bit because they're just they're going to be a penalized team. And, and yeah. hopefully, they don't come at an unfortunate time during the game. Um, it's it's funny again, not haha funny, ironically funny that you say this is the perfect time for the break. For any time my team loses. We now have to wait that week to get back in the wing column, and it is stressful. And I'm not even on the team. I just talk yeah. about the team. Yeah. Now we have to wait two weeks to get back into that wing column, which, again, take that time. It's given to you for a reason. Like, yeah. I, I hope the players can get healthy and they can come back. And when they have to play Washington State, that I just I, – I hope they're ready. But it's crunch time, right? They've got five games left, and they play U of A to end the year, so that's a win. So really, they've got like four games left that they have to play. And you can lose, honestly, to any one of them, especially if you take advantage. Like, I, I just told you how Oregon State, with how good their offense has been, who knows how that game's going to go. But if they can beat uh, or if they can lose to Washington State, then why can't we, right, any given Saturday? So, 100%. I'm just saying, you don't want to sleep on Washington State. I will say that um, Washington State has done a really good job at shutting down the run game for Oregon State, um, Stanford. And 
it'll probably be in ASU's best bet to take advantage of that, you know, uh, passing game and try to incorporate more. But I don't know. We will see. I'm just saying ASU's defense is improving each week. Um, and I think that's been a point of emphasis for them, too. Like, they've put a lot of focus in, you know, really correcting that defense and becoming stronger and stronger each week. And I think their confidence has been um, lifted very since the start of the season, I'll say. I do know that this week, today, or uh, Monday, sorry, in particular, we'll, we'll just say this week, there's a lot of um, things that will come into play when it comes to Nick Rolovich and a decision that needs to be made about uh, whether or not he will continue to be the head coach due to the vaccine stuff and all of that. So, um, you know, they play BYU this week. It will be a testy week for them. And that may determine how they come into playing against you guys. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like, you could look at it from either way. Like, if they're going to continue to roll and they get that win against BYU, who I think they're not ranked anymore after back-to-back losses, if I I remember correctly. Like, Yeah, I think, yeah, they're no longer ranked. Either way, that that's still I, I think they are a quality team in my personal opinion. So if if they have that win and they just they bring that momentum into the game, that's yeah. not necessarily a positive for us. But at the same time, like after a loss, you would think these guys, coaches, players, everybody is just so mad about that loss. They want to get they want to get that win back. So yeah. I don't know if there's gonna be like this huge positive anyway we draw it up, but they just have to come to play, right? Because if they suffer yeah. another loss uh, in Pac twelve conference play, they're they're just done at that point. Uh, right. I, I went into the the first half thinking that we might be able to take on Oregon. I'm not sure we'd win the game, but at least be competitive with them. And then literally two quarters of football later, the sky is falling, and I don't I, I don't think we were even in the same conference as them anymore. So. I, I wouldn't say just that because Oregon <laughs> just played a Cal team that to me is not worthy of, you know, being competitive against or Oregon or ASU. Yep. And they – honestly didn't secure that win until the fourth quarter. So um, depending on how they do as far as their progress in the next few weeks, you might be able to keep up with them more than you think. You just never know, though. But uh, at this point, we all know the Pac-12 is very chaotic. You really don't know what you're going to get with these teams week in and week out. Right when you think you have a, you know, dominant team, a team that's going to be a clear favorite, something comes out of the left and switches everything up. So um yep. at this point making week to week uh predictions seems a little bit more difficult than nece- than most of the conferences i would say um so we just got to take it week by week and see how things go <laughs> that is the cliche answer but it's incredibly true players Facts. get hurt or players are playing extremely well and they carry yes. that momentum you just things change uh, apparently in halves of football not even like week to week so right we're just gonna have to wait and see yeah Okay, well, thank you so much, Connor, for joining us. We love to have you here on the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. Make sure you guys uh, follow along on the Locked On Pac-12 podcast and the Locked On Sun Devils podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And then follow along on Twitter. Locked On Sun Devils uh, Twitter is LO underscore Sun Devils, and they are always tweeting up a storm, keeping you up to date with everything Sun Devils. And then you can follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast uh, on Twitter at LO underscore Pac-12. And then follow Connor on his personal Twitter at Cdreos. That's C-D-R-E-O-S. And then you can follow me at underscore Cindy Robinson. Other than that, make you thank you for making this your first listen of the day. 
Go ahead and make your second listen of the day one of our other conference shows. We have Locked on ACC, Locked on Big 12, and Locked on SEC. Same um, system that we have going on here, keeping you up to date with everything going on with those conferences so you can know what's happening in college football in other parts of the world. But other than that, make sure you guys continue to stay locked on Pac-12 on the Locked On Network.